Hi, welcome to Menopause Buddies. My name is Annie. I've set up Menopause Buddies with the aim of being a buddy to women starting on their perimenopause journey. It's a place where women can listen to other women sharing their experiences, what symptoms they had, how they coped and what therapies and strategies they've used to get through it. Join me every Sunday evening when I speak to a woman about her personal journey. I'll also be speaking to a variety of practitioners who have experienced helping women along the way. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Menopause Buddies. Today I'm joined by Catherine. Hi Catherine. Hi there. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you Annie, yourself? Great, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, Catherine? Yes, um, I'm nearly 49 years old. I live in Greater Manchester. I've been married for a million years. Um, <laughs> I've got two children just coming up 16 and 19, so one still at home. And I've worked in recruitment and related roles for coming up to 30 years now. And I've, for the past sort of 12 years, I've run my own consultancy business. So primarily working as a non-exec director. Um, so quite, you know, high stressful sort of national roles. Um, All right, wow with either large corporates, but more latterly working for myself within my own business. So I uh, like to sort of keep myself busy. Um, I'm no Adele, but I do like to sing in a choir. That's one of my favourite things that I do. So we sing all over the, the place of various concerts. Um, and I'm a big fan of yoga and Pilates, primarily because my children were enormous and I'm not enormous. So uh, Yes, that was a sort of necessity that's become a little bit of a passion. So brilliant. Oh, thanks for that, Catherine. And then um, I think, you know, the reason we're here is to talk about the menopause and everyone's journey. Would you like to share with um, my listeners your journey so far? Yes, absolutely. So I think um, obviously we're, it's really difficult in a way because we're talking now with the benefit of hindsight but I would say in around sort of 2020, 2021, I started developing some really significant anxiety around um, driving. Um, and obviously in the national roles that I'd had, I'd always driven all over the place, never thought twice about it. Um, obviously we were mixed up a little bit in there with the pandemic. I lived in Greater Manchester, so we were in the local lockdowns for a very long period of time. Um, I think if I'm honest, I medicated that through some significantly heavy drinking that a number of people I think also partook in during that difficult period of time I think they do. Um, and in January 2022 I was just feeling utterly appalling so I thought right I need to stop drinking I need to really pull myself together and um, started to feel a little bit better uh, I've always been on the mini pill or the pill or the mini pill you know whole adult life so had no clue on any kind of periods, anything like that. Anything was changing. Um, clearly thought I was 21, like we all do. So it yeah. was occurring to me, really. Um, stopped drinking, felt better. Three months in, developed um, sort of almost permanent headaches, something that I'd never had before. Um, developed significant hip pain, back pain, spent a fortune on private physiotherapy inverted commas there's nothing wrong with you um sort of over that period of time became 
definitely less effective at work. Um, deciding what to cook for tea became a big decision, whereas obviously I've always lived quite a busy life. Um, culminating all these feelings, I suppose, in, in, in quite significant, if I'm going to be honest, sort of what's waking up and thinking, well, what's the point really? Didn't really feel like myself at all. Um, still with headaches all day, these developed into migraines and the kind of catalyst or the main event, I suppose, was a little bit of a situation where I actually burst into tears in the middle of a gym class, say, I can't do it, I can't, I, no. I just can't cope. Um, to find myself surrounded by quite elderly ladies, <laughs> they kind of all looked like my grand, they were lovely, who were all having yeah. coffee in the coffee shop, who were like, how old are you? I told them and they were like, mm, I think this is the menopause, it's the change with all oh. and they are very, very kind. Um, which then led me to actually make a phone call to the doctors, probably at least six months, probably if I'm honest, more like 18 months after I should have done. Oh right, goodness. It's funny, we don't know when it's happening to us. We don't we just think something's slightly off, don't we? It's we're just not ourselves. Well, I think when you're not yourself, you can't think of it, and you don't, you're not, you're not really looking at everything um, rationally. And I could probably wrap up a lot of the way that I was feeling and thinking. Well, is it just what's going on in the world as well? Because obviously that wasn't. Yes. You no, know, I, yeah. I, I struggled to find any positive points to discuss about that. So I was thinking, yeah. well, maybe you know, I've been trying to keep my business alive. I've been trying to keep everyone employed, um, but. But yes, it was quite significant. And I think one of the reasons that I was keen to be very open about this, regardless of the fact that I find it quite difficult, as I'm sure anybody does, is yeah. I never suffered from any PMT. I never had any problems with my hormones, never had any issues whatsoever. So I probably foolhardily thought, oh, yeah, menopause, whatever, that'll sort itself out when I'm old. When I'm old, I'll be fine. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My parents will stop and it will all be fine. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I was, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does totally. I think it's a, it's a common story, sadly. Then I, I think that the perimenopause does take people by surprise and it can happen, you know, in your early 40s. So it, yeah. you, don't think you, you think you don't need to think about any of those things till you're in your 50s. And then when it starts in your 40s, you think, oh, what's that then? And it takes a while to work out what it actually is. About how wonderful those um, lovely ladies uh, worked out for you what it was. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that is a thing. Like because today now, I think being forty-five or fifty years old, it doesn't look physically maybe what being forty-five or fifty uh, years old looked like in the previous generation. So we may still appear externally quite. Um, youthful it's yes. active yep. we're at the top of our game in our career perhaps we're, we're kind of running everything we're super capable is that um I didn't really understand that regardless of any of that inside all of these these changes are obviously going on and that and yes I found people what's quite interesting to me is that if you are open about this and you to every, people of so many people have now have kind of almost burst into tears if you like in front of me and said oh my goodness that's me I just thought I had mental health problems I thought yeah. I wanted to leave my husband I thought um 
my life was falling apart. I thought I'd lost the ability to do my job. All of these these things. So I suppose I just didn't, I didn't feel like me. And I think somebody once used a phrase, it was a long time ago in my life, it was regards to something completely different, is that all we are is our hormones. And I don't think we understand how important the balance of those is. And when that, like you say, you, when you don't feel like yourself, you can't really view anything in a rational situation. No, that's that's totally true. Yeah, we are totally a balance of our hormones, aren't we? And that's why I suppose that menopause, it all goes awry. So so what did you do then? So from that time, from the lady, from the time at the gym with the ladies, and then did you go straight to the doctor and... I ran the doctor straight away and my top tip for anybody is, and I don't know where I picked this up from, but my husband says I'm like a sponge, so it'll have been somewhere. I'm also <laughs> addicted to casualty in Holby City, so it's probably from somewhere like that. <laughs> but um, I said, ring the doctors and ask for the doctor who's had the latest menopause training. They have to have, apparently, I've been told, that within each surgery, somebody who's had the latest menopause training. So I rang up and asked for an appointment with that doctor. It did take a couple of months to get an appointment with that particular doctor. Um, but when I described, so my age would have been 48 at the time, she said, I actually said to the doctor, now, uh, I know I'm a little bit young to be having this conversation, but I did start my periods when I was nine. So, you know, I'm really feeling this may all be wrapped up with the menopause, the mi sudden migraines and the, the hip and back pain. And she was like, oh, no, you're not young at all. On the contrary, <laughs> you're actually on the older side of where I would expect to see people to start having these problems. So in my mind, I was to still, you know, on the young side, exactly what you said before, but actually... Yeah to be 48 they weren't even interested in doing blood tests in the nicest possible way they were like you know what because of your symptoms and because this are we going to try HRT if you're happy with to do so and I was yeah um and see what happens and what happened was ludicrous so I might have a doctor's call at one o'clock by two o'clock I'm picking my patches up from the chemist and within 48 hours, the headaches have gone. And these headaches were from the moment I opened my eyes to the moment I went to sleep all day, every day for nine months. Wow. Um, and within 48 hours, the headaches have gone and they've never, I've been on HRT nine months now, they've never come back. And, and the back pain completely went and I could continue my training. And I've given my hip and my back some good workouts and it's just never ever even you know twinged nothing so um it was quite transformational so I would say they say obviously three months for HRT to see if it settles down if it works what's going on um 48 hours sorted I mean that's amazing that's very quick isn't it very very quick but the start the onset of the symptoms for me were very very quick to the point I mean, be very open about the fact I was drinking far too much, not to a dependent state, but definitely drinking far too much, you know, loads too much, yeah. um, was that I thought, I was Googling all these symptoms thinking, well, maybe it's because, you know, I've ruined myself because I have been, you know, abusing alcohol for a yeah. long time. Um, so that because the symptoms started so quickly when I stopped drinking, now there is a chemical scientific reason for that something to do with alcohols 
helps more estrogen to be present in your body. So there is a, I don't know the science and I'm certainly nowhere near a doctor, but there's some reason why suddenly stopping drinking like that would bring the symptoms to the fore. And of course you're oh, not interesting. Yeah. Anymore. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Goodness. And that's also interesting that you mentioned, that's a good tip for um, anyone listening that you ask at the doctor's surgery for the person who's had the latest menopause training. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the stories that I've, or the women that I've spoken to, they've had to go to maybe one, two doctors to find someone who will actually help them. And if they've had that, that makes sense if they've had the latest menopause training, because I imagine it's changing all the time. And because, you know, we're all so much more knowledgeable now and it's spoken about more that I think hopefully there is more training. But yeah, that that's a really good tip for everyone listening. I think it, quite a few of my friends, and I don't know why this is, I think it might be when I met them all. I moved to Manchester by myself when I was 17 and then kind of Manchester looked after me. It's become my home. And a lot of the friends that I met were medics in training. So they're still my friends now, whatever it is, 30. I love to say 20 years later. It's actually <laughs> 30 years. I'm missing a decade out there. But um, it may even have come from one of them who said, that's what you need to do. You need to ask for the person. And it's really, really important because there is this thing apparently where if you are of a certain age, that's about 10 years less than what we think it is, of course, that, that actually they, they don't advise anymore somebody's having symptoms that have had sudden onset and can't be put down to something else um and that would be what something that's really important to me I didn't have any of the classic symptoms that everyone tells you about I wasn't sweating in the night I didn't have any of the you know people like to titter about the you know intimate dryness loss of sex drive all that kind of thing but I'm sure it's completely not funny at all to anyone it's happening to of course not. yeah didn't have any of that didn't have any, you know, anything that pointed classically to that being the case. So that's, I, and apparently I once Googled when I was trying to find out what was going on, Dr. Google, can lack of estrogen cause hip pain and back pain after I'd spent about a million pounds on private physio? Who was <laughs> fine. And it literally, all these peer-reviewed papers came up, hundreds of them going, hello, <laughs> when women are in their mid-40s, we generally find that lack of estrogen cause. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's all this information is there. But unless you actually go to specifically look at it, like if yes. you look what's causing this, it won't tell you that. You have to like know first to find out. Like, it's, yeah, it's we we almost need it somewhere else, don't we? Because yeah. you only go looking for it when you've got something. And uh, yeah, I think Doctor Google is very busy um, for uh, being used by menopausal women. <laughs> um, so yes, that's uh, hopefully that gives a little bit of a bit of an overview. And I think I the best thing that I can say, I think. Again, it goes back to I didn't feel like me, but now, nine months later, it's not magic. HRT is not magic. And I think I st something that I still have to be really aware of now that I never have done before when I was younger is how food and drink affects me. And I mean yeah. foods. So get dehydrated a lot more than when I was younger. Apparently, that's the thing. Um, if I eat an entire bag of um, wine gums or something which I'm allowed to now I'm not drinking an entire bottle of wine all the time um then that makes me feel rubbish so it's not a panacea that suddenly means you can you know 
it's not like a Tampax advert where you're suddenly running around doing everything that you could possibly want to do <laughs> and everything brilliant. But for me, it was it was pretty magic. And what it really suggests to me is that those symptoms were clearly all caused by this yeah. bouncing around of estrogen and progesterone. Goodness. And did it and did it help with the anxiety as well? Yes, although I have to say, um, I've never really suffered. I don't know. I'd love to say to everyone, I've never really suffered from anxiety in my life. But I used to vomit before I did big presentations to huge rooms of people when I was in my 20s. So clearly I did. Yeah. And, and again, I'm just ignoring that. But yes, it has it. It has helped, but it hasn't eliminated it. Right. But yeah. Possibly because I've never learned to do it. I think sometimes that's the other thing. Like people who've had symptoms of anxiety or depression or um, other issues like that, they've developed really good coping mechanisms and they understand themselves and how to work with their head and how to deal with it. And in a lot of cases, they have so much more, to, you know, a better toolbox. I'm not sure if that's the right word. Like they've got a better tool. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas if you've never really, if you've been fortunate enough that that's either never been a problem for you or you've never realised it was a problem for you, then when you're confronted with it, you don't know how to deal with it. You don't have that toolkit. You don't know what to do. Yeah. Um. So it has really, really, really helped with it. I think. Um. Night vision. My night vision is appalling. Driving. And as a now sober person, of course, I'm driving everywhere. I'm driving everywhere, you know, everyone's taxi. I'm just so popular. But um, my night vision hasn't um, improved. So I think that that is just a natural. Um, that is a natural thing. Yeah, I think that's more of a female issue as well. I think I've always right. had that. Right. Um, but I would say it has become much better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. yeah that's good. That's good. Well, that's a wonderful story. And is there anything that you'd like to, um, I mean, I guess you've told us about what you wish you'd known. Is there anything else you'd like to pass on to, to the listeners? Um, yeah, and I feel quite almost emotional about it, I suppose, because um, it's, I'm always a very, very positive person. I've bounced around the earth for 47 years until all of this kind of of hit I've never I've always worked full-time for my children being four months old nothing's really ever bothered me my catchphrase has always been oh it'll be fine whatever I'll sort it out and I always sort it out and when this was happening to me and I was stuck right in the middle of it and I was being very open before about saying oh what's the point when you wake up in the morning there were times during the worst part of feeling like that that the worst time was I saw a a big truck going towards me on the other side of the road and I thought to myself would it really matter if I just you know swerved over there I am not for one minute saying I was suicidal I'm just saying it was dark and what the reason I'm telling this story is I've told it to a couple of close friends who were going through some troubles yeah every single woman that I have been open with has said to me, oh, my goodness, I had the same thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think it's really important that we're not ashamed of it. Um, and I, and that's really, really important to me. I'm very much not an open person. Yeah. <laughs> You're quite a private oh, person. It's really important, I think, yeah. for people to understand that it doesn't matter who you think you are. 
or what you think you're capable of. Um, it, it seems to be quite generic, and but also not to be scared of the menopause. There are also equally as many people who didn't even notice it had happened. Yes. So, yeah. So just to be, you know, it's just a natural part of life and, and nothing to be ashamed or scared about. And it's something to feel proud of, I guess, that as, you know, women, we get through this bit as well and everything's, you know, come out the other end, everything's good. And then as you say, everything will be okay. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 100%. But I think... <laughs> If there's ever a time when you need your friends to be, or your partner, however you deal with things, whoever you speak to, yeah. that it, everyone kind of go, well, we're all going through it, aren't we? At this end of the day, we all, we all go through, it's like puberty, isn't it? Everyone talks yes. about how yeah. complicated and how awful puberty is. But in I, I found this more of a chat. I don't know if it's because you've got more going on. I mean, of course, there's, there's that, but yeah, just to be, just to be open and not to be, scared of how you feel but to recognize that it's just not you that's not yeah not right and it's okay it's okay and to keep talking I think that's as you've said really important but I think you sharing when you had a dark moment I think that's also really important because as you say lots of people have that and if someone's listening who's had that and they'll think oh that's my hormones yeah. And then that's almost like a light bulb, isn't it? Because then almost once you know what it is, it helps understand it. And then you know where to go to, you know, to talk to someone to get to, if you're not on HRT, just go to the doctor, talk about it. And yeah, I think, thank you for sharing that. And if it isn't your hormones, it gives you a very nice opener to work through what it is and hopefully help you if there is something more, I would say more significant, something different. Something yes. Something that's not, because I think as well, equally, it's important not to get really some strange symptoms be they mental or physical or we can't just presume oh, i'll be menopause it'll be fine i'll just get on with it and i'll get through it um but but it can give a good opening line as well can't it if you're if people are struggling with their their heads definitely. and where they're at as well i think it's really important yeah definitely always have any symptoms checked out yeah if, if you're not sure but uh catherine that was really wonderful thank you so much for sharing that and, uh, it's been a wonderful conversation thank you Great. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to Catherine's story of her menopause journey so far. If you'd like to share your menopause journey on Menopause Buddies, please contact me on annie at menopausebuddies.co.uk. Until next week.